Hi everybody, welcome back to my podcast. This week is going to be solo, just me. Um, but do expect more episodes with other guests or more than one guest. So this week I'm going to talk about the books that I read over 2020, my relationship with books, maybe the first books I read, some things that I like to read that aren't books like Webtoon. So I'll definitely get into a little bit of those as well. And yeah, maybe we'll sleep into some other things. Oh, I did mention, I, I forgot to mention, I'm going to talk about how I um, annotate books and all of that. So let's get started. So in, I'd say in 2020, I didn't have much to do. So I want to start reading because my love of books kind of um, declined around high school. And mainly because I didn't like how some books just had like a timestamp to read. And I think it just kind of spoiled how I like to read and how I like to pace myself with reading. Because when you read a book in high school, it's not that's not the only assignment that you're doing. You have other seven assignments from that other class or six or seven, I don't know. Because some schools I, I have heard have nine um, periods, which is very strange. But um, you have like this amount of books, this amount of chapters to read, maybe write an assignment on it, annotate it, or what because some schools are really on it about annotating and if I remember correctly in middle school like we had to have post-it notes post-it notes to write anything about like it could be um an emotion like a question and sometimes I wouldn't like have anything to say about a specific you know chapter but it was an assignment that we had and I remember the book that we read we had to read I am Malala and I think this was either seventh or eighth grade. And when I tried to read um, the book, it was like I wouldn't have anything to say about it. It was just like I just wanted to read the book just as the book. And at the end of us finishing, we all had to uh, um, count how many post-its we had. And if we had this amount, we would pass or like we would have we would get this amount of points. If you didn't, then you know, you, you'd get some points docked. And I think that would be, that. I think that's just kind of strange. That was kind of strange to me. But anyway, um, just curriculum reading wasn't as enjoyable as free reading. And I think that's just a given. Um, one of the books I say that I did enjoy reading in high school was Great Gatsby. And I think I mentioned this in other episodes. <laughs> I think that was, I don't know if you heard that, but my stomach is growling a little bit. I am a bit hungry. But anyway, um, sixth grade, I knew that I was going to read Great Gatsby and I was like, you know what? I'm going to save myself to mature a little bit so that I can understand the book better. And I did four years later in soft, my sophomore year of high school. I was like, man, cause if I read that, if I read this book in sixth grade, I wouldn't understand. I think I would have missed the part of the significance of yellow in the book or what, um, Daisy's light at the end of West End meant across the street from um, Gatsby's house meant either. So I think it was better. I, I think it was a good, it was a good thing Trinity thought about this later because I knew how much this book had such an impact on the world and, and just English classes in general. Okay, I'm back. I ate a little bit. Um, So I was talking about Great Gatsby. I do want to go back a little bit further and say that my first book that I ever read was The Cat in the Hat. Um, I wonder how many people had their first book be a Dr. Seuss book to read. 
That's odd. I, I wonder if, like, the generation shift of, like, the cat in the hat and maybe the first book somebody read was, like, a book that I don't even know about, you know? Um, so now I'm going to fast forward again to 2020. And I wanted to rekindle my love for books, but I didn't know how because I didn't know what I liked to read and what I actually enjoyed reading because the past few years I've just been told to read this book and finish it by this day and just have questions to read and be ready for a quiz, you know? So my friend, um, Anna, who was actually my next door neighbor at the time, she liked reading and then I just kind of gave her a rundown of things that I liked and she recommended The Outsiders. And like this book wasn't new because I this has definitely been a popular book. I've known people, um, one of my sisters specifically, uh, read this for high school. And it's, I remember, I recall it being a very short book because I think it was at least less than 200 pages. So I definitely read the book in regular time. And this was like two years ago. So um, I don't necessarily remember the entire plot, but it was just focused on a bunch of boys in high school. And yeah, like if you want a little coming of age story, there's a lot of coming of age stories that I'm going to explain. And that also came into a movie. I think one of these other books that I'm going to mention also became a movie very recently, actually. And I ended up not liking it. The Outsiders was fine. It's just, I will forever like the book better than the movie. Because I think, this is just how, how, how I'm thinking. I think the authors, not the authors, the movie directors and producers of all of the movies that they make that have became, that were a book, they don't want to surpass the book. I think the idea of just making movies for books is just so that people can have a visual aid of the book, if that makes sense. Because every book that I've read that has a movie, it's like, it's fine. It's really good. The most successful that I have that I will, that I will shout out is the Harry Potter series. I think the people who are like diehard Harry Potter reader fans will still like the book better than the movie, but I think the the creators of the movies and the, the whole franchise tried their hardest because how big of an impact this this whole world had because people still talk about Harry Potter to this day and the the story still follows on even though it's not specifically on Harry Potter so more saying I'm gonna keep going into the books I read I didn't read that much in 2020 because I was still a junior high school trying to figure out what school I wanted to go to, what was going on, like, you know, um, mentally. And I think I have an episode I talked about in the, in quarantine. If you want to, if you haven't listened to that one, it's probably one of my earlier episodes. So after The Outsiders, I read The Hating Game. This was another recommendation from my friend Anna because she loved this book oh so much. And I ended up really liking it too. And it started my love for this trope called Enemies to Lovers where obviously the two people are enemies and then they end up being lovers in the end because it's like it's a perfect ending you know it doesn't it doesn't end on a bad note it doesn't end with like oh I loved her and we loved each other and that's what we have we'll have that forever but we'll move on but no it was like they loved each other and they're staying together and I think one of the books that I read they ended up getting married in the end so that's good <laughs> um so Hating Game is basically a workplace romance about two people who live in a book publishing 
industry. Wow, now that I realize it, all the books or a good chunk of the books that I'm reading or I'm about to read are about people who are in the book publishing industry, which is very, very strange. I don't think I ever just... Because sometimes you realize you like something without knowing that you like it so much because the hating game is like two people. It's obviously... It's honestly like a Romeo and Juliet retelling. I don't think anybody has actually picked this up, but um, these two um, book publishing branches made a merger. And one side is very like loves books, loves the story and the plot and wants to make sure that the cover suits the story. The other one is just like, we're gonna sell, we're gonna sell, we're gonna sell, we don't care. And the guy is on that side, Josh and the other girl, Lucy, is on the other and you can tell just by like what they're wearing she wears like red lipstick she loves colors and patterns the other guy is just very like straight to the point he just wears suits he wants everything a certain way he's a neat freak she's just kind of like a little bit in her own in her own world so it's, uh, it's, it's definitely like a Romeo and Juliet like their their bosses are the exact same person of them too and they always fight too they don't they don't get together but obviously Lucy and Josh do and it's like a, the average like, oh, someone gets this job and these two are perfect for it, but only one can have it. And we talk, we read about their love story and their wants and their, their don't wants and their likes and dislikes and all of that. And it's really good. It's a really fun read. Um, a lot of these books are really fun, easy going reads, but I do want to expand my, um, <laughs> It would reservoir be the right word for it? I have no idea. But um, I do want to read more books that like make me think a little bit more. I think when I go read, I read because it's not like an, I would say it's an escape, but it's just something I sometimes I don't want to think. I just want to be indulged in a story that's not mine and then just read about other people, which is fun. Um, after the hidden game, I read this book called Rest and Relaxation, which was not a recommendation. I think I found this book in Barnes and Noble and the cover was really pretty. It was an old like Victorian sort of painting. It was like something you can find in the Louvre. It was always, it was, it was almost like the same, not caliber, but it was always in that same, it was in the same style as the Mona Lisa, if that makes sense. Anything that was like 18th century, something somewhere in that realm. Mind you, there might be, you know, some some sounds going outside of this episode. It's basically because I'm recording this in my room and the world is still going on outside. And there are trucks and beeping. And even though it's Thursday instead of Friday, there's always beeping because, you know, the truck for the garbage doesn't come till tomorrow. And it's very frustrating, but it's, it's fine. It's whatever. And also this little... That's a piece of paper. It's just like my rundown so I don't lose track. You know how it is. Um, it's rest and relaxation. When I find the picture, hopefully I will like link it or like, you know, maybe I'll put all of the books in the description of the episode or I'll probably put on the Instagram. But so far, if I find the picture, I will, I will put it somewhere. Just know I'll put it somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, I got another text. But um, the rest of the relaxation is quite pessimistic. It doesn't sound as, it's not as serene as the title sounds. It's just about a girl who is nameless. And I will talk about that a little bit more in a second. 
And it's about how she literally wants to sleep for a year um, and avoid all of her responsibilities because she feels like she doesn't really have any purpose and she doesn't um, want to... She just doesn't want to indulge in anything right now. She doesn't want to indulge in anything romantically. Like, you know, she has a little... She has a couple of, like... Not a couple. She has, like, a side piece here. But it's nothing. It's not anything that she wants to commit to. Her job, she doesn't really have... Because she lives off of her parents' money that both passed away. And she's just set up in her own little um, estate and upper east side in new york i think it's upper east side i may be wrong i just know that it's in new york in 2000 and the reason why i bring up that it's 2000 because that year later was 9 11 and they do talk about that no the main character does not die she does not um the reason why um i was kind of confused about why um the character was nameless was because I thought I was doing something wrong when I was reading. I was just like, yo, am I not, am I passing her name somewhere? Because I had no idea what her name was. And I thought I wasn't um, paying attention enough. And even though I was like really, really into this book, maybe I just missed a little fact because sometimes that just happens. And I found out that sometimes authors just have this type of writing style that they make their main characters nameless because everybody else in the book had a name just the care that the main character didn't and sometimes I think me personally I think that's just what their their point is because it can be anybody it could be somebody you know because outside of how she really felt she was just like an average like citizen she would go out she would go get food she would do her daily routine thing but behind closed doors she was just restarting old VHS tapes that she would watch um, she would avoid every um, bit of conversation that she would have with anybody, with her friend. I forgot her name because this was a while ago. But, like I said, that's the noises that I was talking about. I have no idea what it is, but I'm not going to go check. Um, but anyway, she um, has everything set up so that she doesn't really have to lift a finger. Like, she has all these payments that she automatically takes out of her card because she's already set and she's already set for maybe like a maybe a couple more years of her life. Who knows? But it's a very interesting read. And although I say it's pessimistic, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and tell you that it gets better because when I read it, I was like, man, does she does she get better? Does she get help? Does she do I see her happy in this book? And when I read it, I was like, okay, I guess not. Um, but sometimes the ending isn't the way you want it and sometimes the ending is bad and some it's not that it was bad it was just like you know it wasn't happy um but yeah I really liked it though because it was different um now the next book that I continuously recommend to so many people don't care who you are is Circe by Madeline Miller and she is a very famous author for her first book called The Song of Achilles now I tried to read this book twice and the pacing was just very slow and I gave up on it but I still had the copy and I had a concert um early in May and we were told like we can bring stuff because it was around we were close to finals week or we were some we were in we were getting close to finals week so people had their work or their books or whatever they did to pass the time 
And this girl, she had a song of Achilles and she was reading it. She was like mid deep in the book. And I asked her, I was like, hey, is the pacing of this book really slow or is it just me? She was like, yes, it's very slow, but it picks up a little later. So third time's a charm. Hopefully, hopefully I like it. I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. But if, you know, it doesn't turn out the way that I want it, it just wasn't meant to be. But her second book, I definitely love and I definitely think that it'll be a book in five to ten years that people will bring into high school curriculums because I think it's that good of a book. Um, this book made me like Greek retellings a lot. Like, I really enjoy Greek mythology retellings. And I understand um, how Greek mythology has been romanticized a lot. And sometimes people are, is it Grecians? I hope it's Grecians. Or like the Greek community don't really see it that way and be like, don't romanticize it. But I just, with me, I just think it's really interesting because in the end of the day, it's mythology. It's, it's, it's a myth. And I just like reading for it just for the lore. And when I say lore, I'm going to dip into Lore Olympus because that's another Greek telling on Webtoon. And I said I was going to talk about the Webtoons that I like to read. And um, I have a list. Like I have my, my I have Webtoon like, pin, like put up right now. So Lore Olympus, for starters, is a Greek retelling of Hades and Persephone. You know how um, it's more like, because in reality, in the actual, the real mythology is how Hades um kidnapped Persephone into being her queen and this one she wants to be because they both actually consensually fall in love it's not like a, oh I'm forcing you to stay with me that kind of thing it was like you know I love you I love you too and there's so many books of um Hades and Persephone retellings that I, one of them I've actually read but I will continue to read because I love Hades and Persephone retellings until the day I die so that's one. That's my number one. Um, I'm all up to date with it. I wish I didn't read it as fast as I, I hope, but you know, it's fine. Um, Edith is about um, main character who is an author. She loves um, writing and she's just trying to figure herself out. Um, money is tight. She's trying to be as successful as possible and gain so many um, pieces of experience so that she can um, live the life that she wants and she's trying to find love for herself at the same time. It's just like a, it's just like a day to day. Like I say it could be like a movie too. Cause it's just about her trying to, um, be the better version of herself. Like she used to be and not be like what she used to be and just trying to not gain so many old habits that she had. And she's just trying to make a name for herself one and two, just better herself and just be better in her own skin. It's really good. Um, I think I have a couple episodes to catch up on. Uh, yeah, I do. Quite, uh, quite a lot, actually. Um, I will definitely be using that in my free time. Um, Pixie and Brutus. Like, Webtoon doesn't really have, it's not all of their, of the comic strips that have a plot. Some of them are just little cute little, little drawings and stuff like that. And Pixie and Brutus is one of them. And it's about a little kitten and a German shepherd who was a who used to be a pet in combat or a dog in combat, and he's a rescue, and they bring in this little kitten, and they're just like, um, the first episode, 
was a Brutus and he was looking at Pixie because she was just this little cute tiny kitten and he was like okay I guess I have to protect you now and it's cute it's just them having like little day-to-day little dog and cat things and um Brutus protecting um Pixie from like a little mouse or something you know it's it's really really cute it's kind of funny um next one suitor armor if you're into middle ages like you like renaissance fairs and stuff like that I would suggest this webtoon because it's like mages and fairies and knights and jousts and things like that. It's really good because I really like that stuff too. Um, Pseudo Armor is about this um, this fairy who um, in their world fairies are not you know welcomed like you think in other stories like fairies like oh my gosh this is this is a blessing you're gonna bless me with something but no fairies have had a war with humans and all of that and they just they just can't stand them but this um fairy named lucia she is actually the lady-in-waiting of the princess who is soon to be queen and she doesn't know like the queen doesn't know they're best friends but she doesn't know which i find really weird but um kirsten i believe that's her name is kirsten's dad was the one who took lucia in and he was the only one who who knew which i find weird too because it's like they're they're around the same age like lucia and and kirsten are the same age like why why wouldn't she find that out but maybe it was just because her maybe her authority was in jeopardy or if she ever found out she maybe something like that who knows but um her identity is hidden because she hides her wings she bounds them with like a little bodice and stuff and it's a love story because she falls in love with the mage's creation. I guess it's like a, I guess maybe it's like a Frankenstein story. Like you fall in love with, the, with Frankenstein's monster and the monster isn't really the monster, that kind of thing. Um, but it's very, it's cute because it's not the creator, like the, the creation is not a, a robot. It's just like, man, I don't know how to explain it. The best way is to say that it's a robot. It's just like a big knight powered by the souls of fairies, which I find really funny because they have this conversation. Be like, what were you made of? And like, fairies. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very cute. And like, I, I'm going to say all of these are cute. Everything that I read is just really cute, heartfelt stuff. I hope you, you pick that up. Um, the next thing is down to earth now down to earth is like an et kind of thing it's just to, to to phrase it all together um zeta is an alien from another planet she fell down to earth and Cade finds her and he just teaches her how to be a human and they eventually do fall in love i'm in this part where they're just like could you just it's right there the answer is right in your face just speak up it's so that's it gets so frustrating to me and I feel like some of you guys would understand this too when two characters are good for each other and they both like each other like we both know but they don't say anything and it just drags on for episodes at a time and then when it finally happens it's bittersweet so that one's good true beauty I haven't read in a long time it's been maybe a little bit over a month and it's about um, True Beauty is like one of them that's this is what actually got me into Webtoon because I kept seeing this ad everywhere 
And I was like, man, you know what? Let me read about it. And it's good. I think that was the first webtoon that I actually read. Web True Beauty and Laura Olympus were the two that I, that I kept continuously getting ads for. And I was like, okay, screw it. Let me read it. And it hooked me in. Um, True Beauty is about this girl who um, loves makeup, but she puts on this, like, a different facade. And she makes this other name for herself and this other... Um, account like on Instagram and stuff and she this isn't actually how she looks and only a few people specifically her family and another love interest know what she actually looks like and it's just a big story about beauty is my eye of the beholder and stuff like that um midnight poppy land it's like a little mafia story and the uh, it's a girl gets involved in it but she doesn't understand that she's involved in it so the guy's like okay I gotta find my way to get you out of this but I'm like also in love with you so we got to figure this out that's kind of how it is um another one because I want to give you another webtoon that isn't plot driven it's just like little cute stuff oh the remarried empress oh my goodness it says 296 days ago that I have read this I'm pretty sure I have so many episodes to catch up on it's just your average like king and queen story that's it um Greek memeology is like Greek mythology cartoons. That's it. It's, there's no plot. Just different, different gods and goddesses every day. And my giant nerd boyfriend. This is actually the creator of this webtoon. Actually, is like a relationship with a nerd giant, a giant nerd boyfriend. She's like five one, and I think he's like six five. And there's an actual picture on her Instagram. And she just makes little day-to-day -day things that her boyfriend does because he's 6'5 and she's so small. And it's very cute and it's really funny. So that's my syllabus of Webtoons so far. So I think it's good. Um, I was on Cersei. Yeah. So Cersei is basically about how it's a coming-of-age story of the half-nymph but half-titan Cersei because her dad is Helios and her mom is like this beautiful nymph and she didn't gain any of those physical or powerful attributes that she got from either of her parents and she gets ridiculed from that from both her parents and her siblings and she finds out her true power because she can't she didn't gain any of like the sun powers from from her from her father and all of her siblings got all of those and she's like she says she's not as beautiful as her mother and um she's always lonely and because nobody likes her just because she's just not like her parents and one day um she meets this man and he's a mortal man and you know if she's half um half god she's immortal if you have any kind of 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 divinity I guess from a goddess or any god or goddess or anything like that then you're immortal and she loved this man because she spent so much time with him and she felt like she really understood and she was so um sad that she couldn't live forever with this man because eventually he would die so one day she goes to her grandmother and she's like could you please bless this man so that he can he can live forever and her grandma's like you know you're not the only person who's ever done this who's ever fell in love with a mortal no so she tries to figure out like if she has any sort of powers and she finds out that she is she has a knack for witchcraft and this book can be pretty sensitive to people who are really in touch with their religion because you know it's just about witchcraft 
and she finds out that her true power is revealing the identity that people actually have so one day um glaucus is the guy's name she or glaucos i don't know how to pronounce it but one day she finds this bed of flowers and she sprinkles it on him and it reveals that he's actually a sea god and she's like oh my gosh you're a sea god and he thanks her and it's like oh my gosh you made me into the person who i am now i have authority now i'm this all-powerful sea god and then cersei's like can we be together now like can we can we move on with something she's like no and she time and time again has been getting so humiliated and um just put on the back burner for all the things that she does and she's she gets sent to this to this island and um this island since she's gonna be there for so long people send their own daughters to be there for a punishment until they're let back out so like her island has just been known for the place where girls go for discipline and she doesn't do anything to the girls she they're just there and they understand that cersei is there they're just like oh she's just she's just like the landlord basically and um she in the book she turns men into pigs for who they really are because they try to take advantage of her and her body and her whole land and all of that and it's really it's really really good like i love this book so much i think i want to reread it but my boyfriend has this copy and i hope he reads it if he's listening to this i hope he has maybe started on it some more um because i have my own annotations in there that's why i don't want to buy another copy and that's all I'm going to say on Cersei. It's just really, really good. I hope I sold you enough on it. Um, the next book is kind of the same as The Hating Game. It's like enemies to lovers trope. Um, it's called The Unhoneymooners. And um, I forgot who the author was. I think this. I don't have this book because it's in storage. And it's basically about Olive and... Ah, what's the other guy's name? I always forget the guy's name, but the girl's name I always remember. Olive and... Ethan, that's what it is. Um, so Olive's sister, I don't know Olive's sister's name, whoops. She is getting married and they're twin sisters, mind you, this is very important. And when they get married, for some reason Olive's sister and her groom or her her husband to be want to have seafood at their wedding. And um I think Olive opted out for that option because I think she was either like she just doesn't like seafood or she's allergic to it. I think it was because she was allergic to it and Ethan opted out to it because I don't think he likes, I don't think, <laughs> that was my stomach, I don't think he likes seafood either or he's allergic. It's one of those. Either way, they were the only people at the wedding entirely who did not eat seafood and everybody got seafood poisoning or got food poisoning and obviously Olive could not, um, you know, she couldn't function. She was sick as well as her husband and they had this wonderful, um, honeymoon set up in Maui and they couldn't get a refund on it so Olive's sister was like hey um we can't get a refund on this honeymoon we don't want it to go to waste so you should go on it it's all paid it's everything is paid for it's here it's it's in Hawaii and we're gonna we're just gonna give it to you for free free of charge and um she's like oh my gosh I'm gonna take it and guess who else gets the honeymoon um offer it's ethan so both of them have to um like pose as this 
a fake relationship like this fake married couple even though they hate each other from some circumstance that was like some misunderstanding that obviously gets explained in the book a little bit later but it's good it's really good and um yeah I, I really like books like that they're just really easy going fun books to read if you ever get a your hands on this copy it's definitely a cute cover I think it's just because I'm biased because the cover is mainly yellow and I love yellow but it's like you can see yourself reading this book on vacation because I definitely read this book over um vacation I don't know why I said that so fast but I read it in Puerto Rico I was in Puerto Rico for a couple of days and I think as much as I read the book because I would I didn't have as much like free time obviously because I was in a new place that I'd never been before and I wanted to enjoy it and if I didn't have any downtime, I would read for like 20 minutes. But then again, I would go explore. Um, I read it mainly over the plane, like on the plane back home. And I think the ride, I think the plane ride was at least maybe four hours. I don't know. It was more than an hour. But I just remember myself just being synced into this book while I was reading like page after page after page. I think I read at least, I don't know. I read a good chunk of that book. And I finished it that next day. So in all honesty, I think I finished that book within five days. And it was it was so good. It was so good. Um, I, I'm so good at picking books. Because from rest the year of rest and relaxation all the way up to the books that I'm reading now are all books that I have picked out. Or like Book Talk has told me to read. But um, I saw Cersei in, in Barnes & Noble and I was like, okay, I should read this. Um, but yeah. There's nothing wrong with getting a little help from books still. Um, after the Honeymooners, um, another truck, I read Neon Gods. And I read this book with no idea what was going to be in this book. Like I, The only thing I knew was that it was a Hades and Persephone retelling. And I saw this book on one of my friends' um, Snapchat, um, my friend Taya's Snapchat. Hey, Taya. Um, she... <laughs> She had, she glean, she like glanced over the book, but it had been such a long time since I got to that book. I remember seeing it on her snap. I just forgot what it was about. All I heard was Hades and Persephone. I was like, okay, I got to add that to my list. But I did not realize how spicy this book was. Like this book has so much smut in it. I was, I was, I was baffled. Like, I was like, what's going on? This is this feels illegal to read it was it i think it was at least like i to me i think it was it was it was more than 50 shades of gray i have never read the books never seen the movie this is one book and i was like i think this has 50 shades of gray beat honestly to me and i like i said i haven't read the books it's just like i know where fit what 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 50 shades of gray is on i just feel like neon gods did it better that's me but yeah, if you like Hades and Persephone retellings and you like spice, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, I am gonna I'm not gonna get too much in the book because this is like a I do try to keep it family friendly. So I'm gonna <laughs> move on to the next book. And it is Seven Husbands. The seven The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I have seen this book for years. Like I've seen this book for years because um I just saw the cover of it and the cover the cover page and the cover art just never changed at all and I was like okay maybe I'll read this book 
Now, I figured the seven husbands, it was just going to be like, okay, it's just a woman who has seven husbands throughout her life. But I did not figure out that it is an old Hollywood movie. And I realized I really love old Hollywood um, stories. Like, those, those, those reel me in. Um, now, the main thing is, it just talks about how she came from Hell's Kitchen. She wants to make a name for herself because she came from nothing. And this is how she got into showbiz. Maybe just, just how old Hollywood used to be where women just kind of like... <laughs> it's I'm not trying to be like oh women just use no it was like to get in the business you had to use your looks because this this is this is your money maker your face is your money maker your body is your money maker this is what she did but also being like no I'm not gonna do that either you know but she just wanted to get her she just wanted to get her foot in the door so that she can make for a name a name for herself and she eventually did and the book is just about how throughout her whole stardom she fell in love seven times and who she was actually in love with the whole time. Now, I did not know this, like this, this one known fact. I'm not going to tell you because every time I would see the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, this fact just wasn't brought up. So like, I'm not going to explain it because I think, I think in my head, the community who has read this book want to be like, this is going to be a surprise. We're not going to talk about this part because this, like, we want to, we want to make it a surprise. And I'm just going to keep that going. So that's an awesome book too. Those are like my top two, um, Cersei and Seven Husbands. It was really, 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 really good. Um, after that, I'm currently reading after Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, because this is, at this point, I'm in in college now. This is <laughs> I didn't I forgot to mention that these are all the books that I read in 2020. This is like from 2020. So like, let me see. Cersei um my rest of relaxation was the last book I ever read of senior year. That's what I'm going to say because there was such a big gap of me reading. I just like for I just had stopped reading at the time. So rest of relaxation was definitely in senior year Cersei was like that year of graduation and hun honeymooners to neon gods was all like summer about to go into um into freshman year of college neon gods I remember finishing in labor day like literally um on labor day I was like walking and reading I know that was dangerous but it was like I was like two pages to the end and I was like no I'm not gonna sit down and read this book I have somewhere to be so Seven Husbands was a book I was reading in my first year and now we're here in the summer of freshman year about to be a sophomore and I am reading this book called Severance it's a pink book um the author is Ling Ma and it's about a girl it's basically an apocalypse book it's about um a fever book I feel like I definitely um if I would have read this book in 2020, at the start of 2020, I would definitely, there would have definitely been some neuroticism right there, but <laughs> I didn't two years later. It's about a uh, fever that outbreaks and it kills a lot of people. And this is just like a survival of the fittest book, basically. And it goes back and forth of who their lives, what their lives were, who they were before, and just comes back and forth. And I definitely see this as like a show, more than a movie. Because I think people can continue this, this into a show. 
Definitely. Because I think if some movies were made into a show, I think it would have been better. Because sometimes, you know, movies have to be so long. It's like they're pacing it out and they're just kind of missing important stuff. But if it was a show, they would have focused on some things more or maybe focus one specific aspect on a whole episode. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's what I'm reading. What I plan to read is the two books I think I mentioned. It's called An Unlikely Spy and Book Lovers. They're books like, this book is like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Cause I read it and I was like, oh, book lovers, that's me. And <laughs> I read it, it's about a girl who's in the book publishing industry and she goes on a little vacation with her sister and she finds somebody while she's on that trip. So yeah, An Unlikely Spy is about a World War II story, an English spy. So that's that. Um, next book I plan on reading is called The One and Only Bob um, because it's a sequel of The One and Only Ivan, a book that I loved reading when I was younger and it was so good. It's about, um, it's about, it's basically about animal cruelty. If you, if you really just want to go there, um, animal cruelty and animals in captivity, it's about the main character Ivan who is a gorilla who has lived majority of his life with humans and being in a mall in captivity and he just wants to be free he believes he literally believes that he is the only gorilla in the world which I find really sad and I'll maybe I'll talk about that more in another episode because that book needs to be um interpreted a little bit more and I know it's just, it's a young adult fiction book, but I read it in like sixth grade. And now that I'm like about to be 19, I think it definitely has a different meaning for me, especially since, you know, time has passed and all of that. But I'll maybe talk about that in another episode because that takes a long time. And it had, it just came out like the mood, like the, the book, like I said, um, actually, came out years ago like it came out a while ago and the sequel just came out in May of this year so I plan on getting a copy of that and finishing that within a day because the pacing of the one and only Ivan was very like large spacing there were pictures it's not a traditional book because I think because it, it's targeted for children and it's like a big it's like three exactly 300 pages and it's really good um, The One and Only Bob is what I plan to read. Song of Achilles I plan to read. Maybe like my last book that I try to read. A Touch of Darkness is another Hades and Persephone retelling. So I plan to do that because Laura Olympus is like, you know, I'm only getting one episode a week. So, um, we'll see about Unhoneymooners. Um, see if that's a book that I plan to read and more books to come. So I hope you guys, oh, Daughters of Sparta, that book. Um, I saw this in Barnes and Noble and the front of the book literally said required reading for people who loved Cersei. And I was like, okay, this is perfect. If I read, if I really love Cersei, I'm going to really love this book too. Cause it's another Greek retelling. Um, and that's it. I hope you guys like this, um, episode of me talking about books. Oh goodness gracious. I forgot about my annotating. <laughs> okay, I can go over that just for a couple of minutes. So um, as far as annotating goes, I have like little skinny strips of post-its. There's like, there's blue, yellow, pink, 
orange, and green. Now, green are ones that is kind of self-explanatory. Green is like, go, I like this thumbs up line that I like. Yellow, because yellow is my favorite color. It's my favorite color. And these are my favorite lines. Pink are like heart warm, heartfelt lines. Blue are sad, moving lines and all of that. And orange are theme-based um, lines. Like if I want to talk about a book and I want to like you should really read this book. I'll refer back to an orange post-it note and I'm like, yeah, I like this because this is the main theme of the plot. So yeah, that's it. Um, I didn't think I would go that fast with those annotations, obviously, honestly, but that's all. I will talk about one and only Ivan, maybe in a part two of this episode. We'll see. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, rest of your week, rest of your month. June, happy Pride Month, and I love you guys, and I will talk to you soon.